Good morning, everyone. My friends, uh, we have, during the Advent season, we've been hearing um, uh, from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And part of his message was one of hope to a people uh, that were in very difficult times. And, but also with that, he also spoke to them about persevering to be strong in all things. The prophet talked about the coming of a very special child. And um, I tend to special the child would be or when the child would come. But it is through the New Testament and through the lens of Christianity that we know the who and we know the when. The second reading in the gospel uh, speak about the identity, uh, if you will, the double identity of this very, very special child. And the truth of the matter is, is rarely uh, is a prophecy fully understood until after its fulfillment. And uh, St. Paul and St. Matthew the Evangelist are clear about uh, who Isaiah was speaking about, and that is Jesus the Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. Son of David, meaning the son of a man, and son of God. Son of David, this was so because Jesus, um, Joseph, would be Jesus' legal father, his foster father. And uh, Joseph, if you have forgotten, comes from a royal lineage. Joseph, even though he is a humble and poor carpenter, actually comes from the line of David. That's King David. And uh, King David was one of the greatest figures in the Old Testament uh, writings. He succeeded Saul as king of Israel. And the prophecy that was spoken was that uh, the anointed one would come from the line of David, the king. And this one would save his people. To say that Jesus came from the line of David was absolutely necessary in order for the prophecy to be fulfilled. But we know that Christ is more than that. He, is, uh, he has another greater and more infinitely uh, great identity. And uh, he is the son of God. The scripture says they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Um, that is, he is not just son of David, not just son of man, but son of the God most high. And to say Emmanuel, God with us, is, means that God is present, which means he is God. And only God can save people from their sins. So uh, we see this second identity uh, of Jesus as the Son of God. And uh, this second part of his identity was uh, something which was only gradually uh, revealed and only gradually understood and uh, it was only after he had been raised from the dead, after being crucified, that people began to see him and really understand him as Messiah, as the Lord, as the anointed one. And uh, Jesus said uh, of this identity that it would not be recognized unless his father revealed it. Remember in the scriptures, he was speaking to Peter. And he said, it is not man who has revealed this, but God himself to you. And uh, um, it is a matter of faith, then, uh, that we accept this. It is a gift from God. Um, we Christians believe in the twofold identity of Jesus Christ, fully human and fully divine. He is the son of David, absolutely. He is the son of God, unquestionably. 
It is through the lens of faith that we come to know this. But my friends, a great many people of Jesus' time and even up to our time have a hard time with this. They have a hard time accepting Jesus of Nazareth as God. So I always look for a different way, perhaps, for people to understand, even though it may feel really simple. And one of the ways is, uh, I would say, human beings, uh, particularly Christians, because you know, this is a Christian household, um, also have a double identity. And um, all of you have human parents. If you don't, please see me after Mass. <laughs> because I'd like to speak to you about that. But because your parents are humans, that makes you a human being. And you have a human dignity, a human stature, if you will. But uh, because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, and particularly through baptism, in our words, we say uh, we become the adopted children of God, but Jesus comes to confer upon us that divine dignity. So, in a different, at a different level from Christ, we too have the same thing, fully human. And when we follow Jesus Christ, that he came to talk to us about that dignity, uh, that divinity uh, that he shares. And uh, this also is a matter of faith to accept. My friends, Christmas is fast approaching, and it recalls the greatest event in human history, namely the incarnation, when God's only begotten Son came down to earth, incarnate, as we call it, to confer upon us the dignity as the children of God, to remind us of this. Christmas is a time that is also about us then, because he came only because of us. There was no other reason for him to come. Our world Today, as it has in the past, hungers for peace. And our world hungers for love. And our, hung our world hungers for good news. The best news was brought by the angels and given to the shepherds. There the angels said, Behold, I bring good news of great joy for everyone. A Savior is born unto you. He is Christ the Lord. Let us open our hearts to receive the good news over and over and over again, but also that we may have the grace and the courage to share that good news with others. And friends, sometimes lost in the message, particularly at Christmas, is that word, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, before he would ascend to his Father, told us, I am with you always. All of God's prophets of old spoke about God, spoke about the coming Messiah. And what we tend to forget about this is that means God was present to them, speaking to them. So that means in past, in our time, in human history, in Lanier, God was present and Jesus says, I am with you always, meaning now. God has been there through all the joys in human salvation and through all the trials of it also. 
He was there with his prophets. He is there now with all of us in our times. And because God is, lives in eternity, that means he is there as far as you can see <laughs> in our human eyes, the future. Remember, God lives in eternity, meaning past, present, and future are all the same. For us, that's just kaboom. <laughs> Can't get it. Overlooked in the revelation of Jesus Christ often is the fact that God has always been present. He will always be present to us. His love has existed from the very beginning. And that love has no end to it. So we have, this is the great news. This is the joy. In this season, I pray for all those who still do not yet believe in the true presence of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. His body, blood, soul, and divinity. He said, I will be with you always. And as God, he has all kinds of ways to do this. But particularly in the Eucharist. Right here, heaven and earth coming together just in that one time, just at that time of the incarnation when heaven and earth came together. God incarnate. They come together. At every Mass, it happens. And people tend to forget. And they shouldn't because it's such an act of love from God to us. In Advent, we've honored Our Lady, and rightly so. And uh, we spend time talking about John the Baptizer, and rightly so. And on this final Sunday of Advent, uh, Joseph is spoken about. And um, this reflection comes because it's sort of new for me. And um, I reflected heavily on Joseph. And um, Joseph could not believe that Mary, his betrothed, had been unfaithful to him. And yet the physical evidence of that was obvious to him. Publicly exposing Mary would have caused great shame to her and disgrace to her family. And we are told in the scriptures that he did not want to do this. But what we don't talk about with Joseph is at the same time, if it had been discovered that the baby was not his, that he was not the father, it would have brought shame to him and his family name. In reflecting upon this, I thought about this man and the agonizing days he spent with this. I love this woman, but that isn't my child. And we are told that he was going to secretly take her to another town and leave her there where she would be safe because she, by law, would have to be stoned. And we were told he's righteous and he wanted no harm. Having reached his limit, then, we were told his intent was to go to another city and leave her there. As God does, and it's always a mystery, in that 11th hour, <laughs> he speaks to Joseph. 
And he tells Joseph not to be afraid. God says, accept this woman as your wife. Accept the child as yours. For it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that this has happened. This required great faith from Joseph. It required him to trust God on a level that most of us only dream about. He did, in fact, take her as his wife. He accepted the child as his own. Joseph would not only be the foster father physically of Jesus, but Joseph would become the custodian, like Mary, of the very mystery of the incarnation. We don't think about this and speak about this enough about Joseph. Joseph also had to accept what God had said. This is my son. The Holy Spirit has done this. He, like Mary, had to keep it in his heart also. This required faith from him. The mystery of the incarnation. I will never know what it is to be a husband. I will never know what it is to be a father. Because you call me Father Mark does not mean I'm a dad. <laughs> Why this hasn't come to me before, the great dignity and the great responsibility of you men who are husbands and you men who are fathers, the great burden, the great joy, the holy task that you must do. I have great respect for you in a way I have not had in the past because I did not understand. Because of my own experience in my own family, I believe. And now I understand. And it was through Joseph. I remember now Joseph. And the great task given to him and to you men who are husband and father. May God bless you and fill you with grace for the task that you also have.